Brian is back. The Brian Mudd Show. Throw in your two cents. Call 1-866-610-6397. That's 1-866-610-6397. million, approximately, are earmarked for our charter schools within the Broward County Public Schools District. Our allocation specifically for the American Rescue Plan is $509.5 million. These are funds that have not been made available to any district within the state of Florida at this point in time. That is the voice of Broward School Superintendent Dr. Vicki Cartwright. And on Friday, the school district announced a request for all funds that had been earmarked for schools under the American Rescue Plan, which, of course, was passed early this year, that all those funds be released. And there are so many different moving pieces, even as it applies to funding. Commonly, what you've heard most reported as it pertains to the Broward School District and funding, it, the funds that had been withheld for the salaries equal to the school board members based upon the implementing of a school mask mandate. This happens to be a separate matter altogether. And here to talk about all this is Broward School Superintendent, Dr. Vicki Carwright. Dr. Carwright, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. How are you doing today? Yeah, doing well, uh, doing well. And, uh, you know, let's pick it up with, with this piece here. So your announcement on Friday afternoon about the funds that have been uh, earmarked for schools under the American Rescue Plan. Tell us what this would mean to the school district. This would mean a lot for our school district. I mean, just the American Rescue Plan funds alone, and now this is including our charter schools included in that, um, outstanding is $630 million. That's over half a billion dollars. Um, and our portion of that is $509.5 million. And for us, that why is this so important? Is because we need the money now. We're in the middle of COVID. We need resources. Um, I'm very concerned that the longer we're waiting in order to provide resources to our staff and our students, most importantly, it means that we have more of a, a, a cumulative impact on student learning. I'm very concerned about that. I'm also concerned about our mental health of, um, of our students as well as our staff. And so these are things that we're very, very cognizant of. You know, we're looking at how would we use the funds, tutoring services for students in a coordinated manner, expanding the use of our technology right now, uh, because we still have students that don't have one-to-one digital devices. Uh, transportation, you've been hearing me talk about how there's a huge shortage uh, with bus drivers. Well, we have ways in which to overcome that um, by purchasing smaller vehicles where we have smaller routes um, so that we can utilize drivers who may not have that certification on their driver's license, but they're still eligible and qualified to drive these smaller vehicles. Dr. Cartwright, have you been provided uh, with a reason from the state as to why this hasn't occurred? And is there anything that is specific to the Broward School District or perhaps other school districts that the state is at odds with over the school mask mandates? Um, no, this is the American Rescue Plan dollars have not been allocated to any district within the state of Florida. Now, the federal government's um, assumption is that this, these funds were going to be made available in short order uh, to district to school districts across the entire country. So, I'm puzzled. I don't know the answer to that question. To be to, to be honest with you, we don't have a mechanism in order to apply for them as well. Um, the state has it. We just don't 
we're not using it. Um, and in, in addition to that, Florida is one of three states that did not um, apply for additional funds from the federal government that are available in order to provide additional assistance to our schools. That application was due back in June. Um, they can still apply. I'm, 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 I'm saying, please, please, we need as much help as we can. It's not about politics. It's not about, uh, you know, positioning and posturing one way or the other. Because as I said before, this is something that was available but from both the Trump and Biden administrations. This is about our children, and we need help. We need help to help our children to be successful, to overcome, to get through this period of time. And I'll seek an answer uh, with the state as well. I appreciate uh, you bringing all this information to the forefront now, pertaining to the school mask mandate, obviously on Friday you had the First District Court of Appeal, three-judge opinion, reinstates the Florida Board of Education rule mandating parental opt-outs. Also, mm-hmm. based upon their decision, looks as though the state is likely to win this once the full case is, is heard. How is the Broward School District reacting to that decision? We will continue um, to implement what our policy is right now with our face covering policies. Our board is going to continue to review this. Um, I know the next time they're looking to review this is probably going to be in October uh, at their regular scheduled board meeting. And so we have to monitor the data and what's happening here within Broward County thus far. Thank, thank, thankfully, we're on a, a, a decline. Um, however, we don't know what the impact of Labor Day is just yet. We would start seeing some of that data coming through to this week, potentially, if there is an impact. Um, and so we will continue to do what we know is in the best interest of our students, our staff, and our, our local community based upon the local conditions. Um, as you know, that I know that um, based upon the decision that was ruled on Friday, the parent group that had originally brought this case forward um, is already going to be appealing it to the Florida Supreme Court. Uh, so that it's th- these are things that are, that are still in play. In addition to that, there's also the lawsuit that was brought forward by um, Broward, Orange County, as well as Alachua County um, related to this. And then finally, we now know um, that the Office of Civil Rights through the federal government is also intervening. Um, and our point with our lawsuit, a lot of this is that it's, it, we have contra- controversial information here. You know, the health department is saying that the use of face masks is a mitigation fa- uh, factor to COVID-19. And then they're saying, oh, well, you don't have to necessarily use it. Dr. Cartwright. Be all that as it may, and, and actually I'm curious, what is the, the protocol as of today? Like if a student is not wearing a mask, what happens? We have conversations with our families and with our students to help them understand the importance of why we are doing this. Um, we're, we're really actively trying to avoid getting into controversial situations because that doesn't do anybody any good. Um, but instead, we're really trying to hit this from an, an understanding perspective and have those those conversations going forward so that we can come, come into mutual understanding and common ground. So the biggest challenge I have on this one you know, I, I imagine we're all in a situation where there are laws that we disagree with and that if we had it our way, we would choose to ignore or to change. But we don't, you know, that that's not incumbent upon us. So as of right now, it is the law in the state of Florida that parents have choice over school mask mandates. How is it that you feel it's a responsible action to defy state law? Well, I'll be very frank with you. I don't think we're defying state law. Um, because there's more to the parents' rights bill than just the first two sentences. There's a lot more to it. 
and the Florida Constitution also gives the right to local school boards. Yeah, Dr. Cartwright, respectfully, though, this has been settled as of now, right? And you mentioned the other legal challenges. I understood what you're saying, but it is settled. The Florida Board of Education rule was quite clear in that parents had the ability to be able to opt out of these mass mandates. And the legislature granted the Florida Board of Education the authority over the school districts on these types of measures. So it is a court order. It is the law in the state of Florida as of this moment. And you're saying that you're not going to follow it. We are saying that we believe that we are in compliance with the law. Um, and that this is in the court system. We are appealing it. We will continue to do what we believe is in the best interest of our local community and local control. And again, the legislator, I understand what you're saying with that. However, the legislation also, when they did the parents' rights, that bill, they wrote the entire bill, not just the first two sentences. Well, sure. I'm not, I'm not either going here nor there into the weeds of the argument. I understand your legal challenge concerns and everything. However, Again, it is an adopted rule by the Florida Board of Education determined by the legal system as of now that it is the law in the state of Florida, and, and that is uh, in, incontrovertible. And, uh, you know, and it's interesting that the district is taking this hard line. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. But, I mean, the, the concern, and, and Dr. Carwright, I've heard this question from a lot of parents. What kind of message does it send to the schools when you have a school districts deciding that they're going to defy state policy, state law? Well, again, I don't believe we are defying state law. Um, again, uh, we believe that we are in compliance with the state law as written as in totality, not just a portion of it. And we also believe that we have to protect the interests of all students within the district. I, my school board is the one who made this decision. It is my responsibility to implement the decision of the board. I respect your position in that. I do. I understand that you are ultimately beholden to the decision of the board. And I appreciate, by the way, thank you very much for taking the time and addressing this. Sure. Uh, you know, that, that is, to me, half of everything that we have these conversations and discuss it. Dr. Carray, thank you very much. Appreciate it. You have a wonderful day. You as well. All right. We'll be right back. And Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.